0: Man, the presence of God is just sweet, so it's always good to just be be with him and be with be with all of you. So sorry about that, sir. <clears throat> I'm just trying to move it closer to my mouth here. Hopefully I'll help. But uh we as I mentioned earlier, I was a part of the, the healing rooms at the Victory Christian Center, the church that my dad is a part of and on the leadership team for. They do it a little bit differently than we do, but it's really very similar. They just have they start off with some teaching and uh, talking about healing and kind of stir people's faith, and then uh, begin to just pray for people. And so we had a beforehand when we were praying, we had we knew there was this one guy that was there. He said they said his name's I won't say his name just in case. So I'll just say his name. They said his name and said. Just be careful, this guy's not, not spirit-filled, he's, very, he's been very against charismatics or Pentecostals or whatever term you want to use for, uh, for those, so just, just kind of be aware that he's here, but he's here for prayer, and so, and he's got a lot of issues, so sure enough, we my team, team of me and two other gentlemen, uh, I was praying with, uh, oh gosh, what was his name, Zoltan, Zoltan from Hungary, so that was that was awesome just because I was praying with someone named zoltan i mean that's <laughs> i mean <laughs> how how much more awesome can you get than that and uh you know he had that Eastern European accent when you know he said Joan, you know when he said my name, you know just like Pastor Marek and all those guys in Poland, you know, so I felt right at home, and so I had zoltan and and Benjamin uh, and he's traveled. With, uh, healing teams with Randy Clark and Bill Dew all over Brazil. And, oh man, I had an awesome team. So first of all, that was kind of cool. Of course, they looked at me and said, what should we do? I said, well, let's pray. (laughs) (laughs) You're the pastor. I'm like, you guys are the, you guys are the healing team members. So, um, so this guy comes up and he says, I mean, he gives us the short version. He did give us the short version, but basically he was living out of his car. So he's homeless, currently homeless. He's estranged from his kids. Uh, He'd had several injuries. He'd had an accident that had shattered his, uh, I don't remember which bone in his arm. And he never quite recovered right from that. And he'd also had all kinds of back issues. And so he's like, I've got pain. Um, I've got little feeling in both my arms. He says, I have no feeling anywhere below my waist. Just, just nothing. I can't, I can't feel anything from my waist down. It's totally numb. And so, and he said, you know, I've heard about these charismatic churches and that they they're not really following God and all this stuff. But you know what? I'm desperate. <laughs> so, and he had a lot of other issues. He listed, you know, he had a they ha- have him fill out a form. So he had seven or eight prayer requests, and so. I said, well, let's just start praying for his back. You know, <laughs> um, it wasn't a God thing. It was just to my, let's just start praying. <laughs> it was, you know, let's just see what happens. So we start praying. These guys are praying. And uh, man, he starts feeling a little bit better. So he's, we're asking him and we, we just kept praying for him. I mean, these guys, Zoltan and Benjamin, I can tell you, they, they, they don't mind praying. Let me tell you that those guys, they're not afraid to pray, they're not afraid to pray again, they're not afraid to pray again, and again, and again, and again, and again, and again. And again. In fact, it got so, so good that I mean, he started, you know, he was moving around, he was getting up, he was bending over, he was walking around, he was hardly able to walk before. Uh, and so he's, we're like, hey, how, how, how good are you? And he's like, I'm about 70% better than I was. He's like, thank you so much. And He's like going to walk out. Like that was awesome. And then those guys were like, "No, no, no, we're not done yet. <laughs> we, we can keep. Can we keep praying for you? Because <laughs> we want. We, wa- we want to go for for a hundred percent." And so, kept praying for him. Have him get up. Zoltan is a mover. I can tell you that he had him move in every part of his body. Move, move, move. In other words, exercise your faith. You know, if you're being prayed for by something, you can test. Then start. Start moving it around. Start. Making something, an act of faith out of your body and saying, I'm going to believe that something's happening. And so, now I don't want to say that this guy was 100% when we left because he was hard to communicate with. I'll I'll admit that. So it was unclear, but he was at least 80 to 90% better than he was. He had feeling coming back to his his legs. Uh, He had the pain was was about, he said, over 90% gone. He was virtually pain free in his back. Um, oh, man, it was awesome. His friend who brought him, who is a part of their church, I guess he knows him. Um, and he, he was he was over there just like with the biggest smile on his face. He was just laughing and, and praising the Lord. Uh, so that was that was kind of fun, you know, see God just really touch a guy's life. And here's the deal. I, I mean, he had a whole long list of prayer requests. And I, I just told him, the last thing I told him was this. I said, look, if God did this for you tonight... Don't you think he's going he's gonna to meet your other needs that you, that you have? He said he had food, he had gas. Uh, I mean, he wasn't asking for, he was working on disability issues and all kinds of stuff. And we weren't, you know, we weren't trying to figure all that out. That wasn't our job for that night. Um, we did say, come on back, get more prayer, you know, stay in contact with your friend that's helping you. Um, but man, God does some awesome stuff with somebody. Here's the deal. This guy didn't even believe that it was going to happen. And in fact, he's like... So he said, is this going to go away? I said, well, it doesn't have to. <laughs> Do you want it to not go away? <laughs> you know, God God can... He's not interested in healing you just for five minutes. I mean, that's great. Um, but, it, you know, man, it, God just really touched this guy. I mean, obviously, he's, he's working. He's got a lot of issues uh, in his life. Uh, but God showed him love that night. He showed him that he's good and that he can be trusted. And so I'm praying for this gentleman that he continues to walk in wholeness. Uh, I'm just believing that God's going to provide for him supernaturally. Um, he's going to connect him with the right people that he needs to be connected with. Um, to see him come to wholeness, that he's going to see redemption in his family. I mean, there's, there's a whole list of things he needs. But I know that our God is big enough for, for meeting all those needs. So that was kind of a fun story of something that happened this past week. Uh, there was a lot of people prayed, several people prayed for that night. Uh, several people were really touched by the Lord. Um, I only got to pray for two. Uh, our group spent a good long time with this one gentleman, uh, just praying for him over and over again. It's just a reminder, uh, I spoke that night on the, t- on the one time, the only there's only one time in Scripture where Jesus prayed twice for somebody. It's in Mark, I, I think it's chapter 8, and there's a blind guy that comes to Jesus, and Jesus puts his hands on him, and he says, can you see? He opens his eyes and says, I see everybody, but they look like trees walking around <clears throat> and so then jesus prays again puts his hands on his eyes again and says okay can you see he says that his sight was fully restored and i don't know why that story's in the bible i said sometimes i don't know, maybe that just gives us some encouragement you know if jesus had to pray twice once and i might have to pray 10 times or 12 times that's okay uh, but let's, let's just keep praying and not stopping. And so it's interesting that, that I shared that scripture. And then we ended up praying for this guy over and over again, just to get a little better. And we would say, can we pray again? You know, we'd always ask him, do you want this? Do you want to keep praying? He's like, oh yeah, this is, this is nice. This is, he's like, oh wow, this is, this is really, he was, he was, the look of surprise on his face. He was definitely surprised. He was, whoa. So, you know, when you pray for someone, maybe they don't have the faith. Maybe they're not even believing God. Maybe they're just like, I'm just trying this out. You know, I don't even know why I'm here. Kind of like whatever you people are weirdos and whatever, but God's like, I'm going to show you who I am. I'm going to, I'm going to touch your life. And so that was, that was a lot of fun. So that's what the kingdom is. Kingdom of God. We've been talking about the kingdom and we've been uh, going through uh, Matthew chapter six. So if you want to turn there, Matthew chapter six, we've been in What is traditionally known as the Lord's Prayer. I like to call it the Kingdom Prayer. And we've looked at several things. We've looked at, I'm going to give you a real quick summary. um, That the Kingdom starts with the Father. Starts with the Father's heart. There's only, there's only one kingdom that starts with the Father's heart. All the other kingdoms on earth, all the different things that have gone on, uh, they start with a king. Uh, but this, this one starts with the king who is a father. And that differentiates any other kingdom that's ever existed on earth. This is the, the only kingdom. The kingdom of God is the only kingdom where the king dies for the people rather than the people fighting for the king. In the kingdom of God, the king was the one who fought for the people. Normally, a king would send out his army and they fight for him. And so, totally different. Hallowed be your name. We talked about the, the holiness of God, the, the humbling ourselves before his, before his name and seeing his name glorified. The power of declaration, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, that we have power to declare uh, the kingdom come on earth, that that heaven would invade earth. Give us this day our daily bread. First time in this prayer where there's actually asking, uh, just a reminder that all prayer is not asking. Move out of asking. I actually was thinking, you know, there's about seven kinds of prayer. There's asking, seeking, knocking, declaring, thanksgiving, intercession, and listening. Listening is a good one too, a good reminder. When you're praying, expect God to talk back. So give us this day. We talked about the provision of God, that God provides what we need. Not necessarily what we want, but he provides what we need. And so we come to the next part. Now I'm going to read it to the end of verse 15. Excuse me. And it says, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors or our trespasses or our sins, depending on which translation you have. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. If you have New King James or King James, it says for yours, for thine is the glory, kingdom, the glory and the power forever and ever. And verse 14 says, for if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. So I want us to talk a little bit about forgiveness today. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of forgiveness. It's a kingdom of forgiveness. It's It's such a serious issue to Jesus that he says, if you don't do this, I can't forgive you. I mean, to me, that, that, that tells me this is, this is a serious, serious issue that Jesus is addressing here. There are several places where Jesus talks about this. There's Matthew 18, there's the, the long parable. I'm not going to go into that today. I'm um, just going to hit a few points from here and a couple other scriptures in Ephesians. Um, but notice the kingdom of God is about not just us getting forgiveness, it is about us getting forgiveness. You know, we as the church, we've emphasized getting your sins forgiven from God very well, I think. And I think that's good. I'm not, we're not saying that's bad. That is absolutely necessary. We needed to be forgiven of our sin. You know, we had no access to God. We had no right to be in His family. We had no right to be in His presence without someone coming and paying our debt, you know. So we had to have our sins forgiven. But it is interesting that Many times in the Scripture, you'll see this over and over. It says, forgive as we also forgive. You're forgiven as you forgive. In other words, forgive us our sins as we also forgive those who have sinned against us. In other words, forgiveness was never meant to be a one-way street. It was meant to be a flow. It was meant to be a, a, something that flows through our lives. And, and here's the thing. Jesus... Jesus is not unaware of our condition. He is not unaware of our situations. He is not unaware of what's going on on the earth. I mean, he's not naive. He's not ignorant. It's not he's not saying, "Oh, you know, I know. He's not saying it like this. Man, just get over it." Can you just get over that? <clears throat> You know, maybe sometimes we hear God like that. Hey, come on, just forgive. No, no, Jesus is not. Jesus is not unaware of the pain that's on Earth. He's not unaware of the brokenness. He is not unaware of all the junk that goes on. You know, like, he's. This is not a light statement to Jesus. This is. This is huge. This is. This is heavy for Him to say. You need to forgive just as you've been forgiven. Because let's be honest, some of the things, some of all of us have been through in this room are horrible they're they're nasty people have been nasty some of it's our own nastiness but some of it's just been done to us it's been it's been horrible it's been nasty it's been painful it's been it's been if i could use this word you've been through some hell and so That's why I want to emphasize, I don't think Jesus is taking this lightly. He has seen what he is asking of his people. He knows the seriousness of what he's saying when he's saying, forgive as you're forgiven. You need to forgive. I mean, when he says, if you forgive others, your heavenly father will forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. You know, Jesus knew that the good he was going to do on the cross was greater than any harm that could be done to any human on earth. That's an astounding statement. Really, that's amazing. But the cross of Jesus is greater than any brokenness in our world. Than any pain that you have experienced, than any wrong that, you, that has been done to you. Jesus' death and resurrection on the cross is more powerful than that. That's why Jesus commands. He commands us to forgive. I mean, he, you know, because he knows, here's the deal. God's good. We sang about God being good this morning. We were dancing around and doing all that. Yeah, God is good. I love seeing the dancing, by the way. Thank you all for those of you that, that can still actually dance um, <laughs> in your body. Some of you were just in your hearts, and that's okay, too. Um, but, uh, you know... God is good, God is good, and God is good. Here's the deal. God is so good that he doesn't want you to have offense in your life. He doesn't want you to live in unforgiveness. He's that good. He says, "Look, that is more harmful than holding on to than anything that's been done to you." The things that have been done to you, again, Jesus is not minimizing them. He is just saying something greater is here. You know, it reminds me when Jesus showed up and he's talking to the Pharisees and he's trying to get their attention, the religious people. He's like, hey, someone greater than Moses is here. Someone greater than Solomon is here. You know, someone greater is here. And Jesus is saying that same thing with the cross. He's pointing, everything Jesus teaches is pointing to the cross. He is talking on earth. Once he shows up, he said, boom, the kingdom's here because he knew the king, first of all, had a rod. He's like, I am establishing my kingdom on earth the way I meant things to be is going to start to happen. Now, repent. You've got to change your mind. You've got to think differently and believe. You've got to trust me that what I'm saying is true, that what I am what bringing out of this, that what I'm going to do for you on the cross is going to be greater than what's happened to you. And either God is right and he's good or he's not good and he's a really nasty liar. Because if the cross is not greater than the harm that's been done to me, he's demanding that I forgive, and that's not good. But if the cross is greater, which it is, and his, his power to heal is greater than anyone else's power to hurt me, or harm me, or destroy me, then what he is saying is life. Forgiveness is life. It is, the, it is part of the life of of the kingdom of God, that's why Jesus includes it here. Hey, this is this is something you're going to face, and I think Jesus, you know, it's not the first thing he addresses in this kingdom prayer, but it is on the list. There, he says, "Look, forgive as you forgive others." He wants to turn to Ephesians uh, chapter four. You want to turn to Ephesians chapter four. Actually, I'm going to start, go ahead and start in verse 26. That's not on the screen, sir, but I'm just going to read it. And I'm reading from a different translation that's up on the screen. If that bothers you, I have the, I forgot my preaching Bible at home. So I had another Bible in my office. Obviously, I've got several in there, but uh, so ESV is what I'm reading today. Be angry, verse 26, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and, and give no opportunity to the devil. and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Malice is just evil intent or thought towards someone else. Be kind to, to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. There it is again. You forgive as you're forgiven. Therefore, chapter 5, verse 1. Be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. You know right here, uh, Paul is talking about a huge invitation when to be like Jesus. He says, "Look, be imitators of God and it's like, oh man. <laughs> That's a, that's a huge deal right there. You've got to remember that the whole first, pa- first part of Ephesians is talking about God providing for us. What has he already given to us? What has he already said about us? What is, where has he already placed us? In chapter 2 he says, if you're a believer in Jesus, you're sitting with Jesus in the heavenlies. You already have all of heaven's resources at, at your disposal. So you have the power to do this. In other words, you are able to forgive. I mean, that's one of the things that you have to first realize is that it is possible for you to forgive. If you're a child of God, you have the power to forgive. You have been given the grace of God in your life. And the grace of God is stronger than any, any pain or weakness or intent of evil or destruction that has come into your life. Um... News flash, there's probably going to be some more bad stuff happening in our lives. News flash, we're in a broken earth. Read the news. Well, actually I encourage you not to read the news sometimes, but <laughs> but you know, I mean we're 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 going to see stuff. We live, you know. And I you know, I know why Jesus when Jesus came on earth, I know there's why he was weeping. When it says Jesus wept, I think Jesus was weeping over The brokenness in our earth. He was was hurting for what we are going through. But he was also giving us an invitation into the kingdom. To say here's what happens in the kingdom. You are going to have a power that you didn't have before. You're going to have the power of forgiveness. You're going to have the power to let somebody else go. From what they've done to you. Now it doesn't mean that what they did is right. Forgiveness never means that what that person did was right. It doesn't justify it. It doesn't excuse it. And it doesn't even, to me, it, it, it doesn't even mean that it doesn't hurt. It just means I'm going to make a choice with God's power and His grace in my life to say, despite all those factors, I'm going to choose to forgive. You know, we we just started the, <clears throat> the Sozo ministry here and... Uh, One of the tools of Sozo really is simply just forgiveness. You know, it says there that don't give the devil a foothold. If you want to give the devil a door into your life, then hold on to unforgiveness and bitterness. That is one of the quickest ways to give him access and just access into your life. You know, I kind of look at look at it like this. You know, forgiveness is just like cleaning house. You all, you all need to clean your houses? <laughs> you have kids? Okay. Some of you don't remember. When you have kids, you clean your house every 20 minutes. Okay? And then it's still never clean. So then you give up and you just live in it. Right? <laughs> you just say, we will survive until whatever age that is. 25, whenever they, you know, I don't know. Whenever they stop dirtying your house, right? I I don't know what age that is. So, you know, you got, you know, you have the day-to-day cleaning of the house, right? And to me, that's what, that's what forgiveness is. It's just, you know, Jesus said to pray this because, hey, if there's something in your heart, just, just clean it out. Now, if you don't clean something out, the longer you let it sit in your house, it, it gets, it gets harder to clean, Right? I mean if you you know, especially with kids spilling stuff, you know, uh let's be honest, if you don't clean the toilet for a while, I mean it's it's a lot harder to do it, right? I mean it's you don't you don't want to do it, you wanna hire somebody to do it, just cause just there's build up. I mean that's but that's what happens in our lives. When we don't take care of things, some things they start out as little things. Some of them start out as big. Sometimes it's easier in some ways, I think, to deal with the big things because we know we're okay with them hurting. And I think that's okay. I think we should be okay with things hurting us. Jesus is not asking us to say, pretend that this doesn't hurt. <laughs> it's, it's not you, sir. It's, we don't know what it is. <clears throat> He's not asking us to, to fake it till we make it or something like that. He's not asking us to pretend. He's saying, in the middle of your pain, trust me. Trust me. Forgiveness is an act of trust to a loving father. You know, when you trust, when you trust your father, you say, Okay, I, I believe that what you say is best, and so I'm going to do that. So forgiveness is kind of like just cleaning house. You know, you got sometimes you've got this room, you've got to clean it out. You know, sozo, sozo is when you do the spring cleaning. Okay? Every once in a while, you gotta clear the whole closet out, right? You gotta, you gotta empty it, and you gotta throw stuff away, you gotta go through it, and you, no, you can't do that every week. (laughs) You know, you can't do that every week, but you know, sozo is really a spiritual experience where you're just doing a little bit more deeper cleansing, right Dave? And so the Holy Spirit is so good. He's, he's great at cleaning our lives. He is great at, at, at releasing us from all the junk that's in us. And just one of his amazing weapons and, and really power tools that he gives us is forgiveness. To say, in the midst of being hurt, I'm going to choose to forgive. I mean, Jesus used it. Um, you know, he was on the cross. And what did he say? Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. Here's the deal. Most people don't know what they're doing. Look at everybody around this in this room. They don't know what they're doing. <gasps> okay? We're all in the same boat together, right? We're all broken. We've all got things. And, and there's a lot of times where we don't know what we're doing. And the person hurting us, sometimes, I know there's extreme circumstances, but I think a lot of times people don't realize the pain they're dishing out to other people. There's a few times where people just get... Bad and they're just intentionally hurting people. But I think most people are not intentionally doing it, but they don't know. Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. And so forgiveness is kind of like that. It's one of the chain breakers. It is one of the chain breakers that God says, hey, you want to, you want to be released from this chain in your life? You need, to, you need to forgive. How do you forgive? You do it with your mouth. And you do it with your heart. But I think it's important to, to say it out loud. There is there is power in our words. There's, in Proverbs it says there's power of the life and death is in the tongue. Uh, when we get saved, Jesus or Paul says in Romans, you know, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. You know, so there's 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 power when we say stuff out loud. So sometimes, you know, you just have to say, I forgive. Now does that mean your feelings will change instantly? Maybe not. Sometimes forgiveness is like an onion. Have you heard that? Where you just kind of peel the layers off. And you're like, "God, I thought I already forgave that person." He's like, "You did. You did, but we're just we're just going a little bit deeper on that hurt." Yeah. You know, we're 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 peeling the onion. Pretty soon the onion will be gone. There's there is a point where the onion is gone. And so just keep doing it. It doesn't mean you didn't... You know, I, did, I I forgave once. I'm not going to say it again. I say it all the time. <laughs> I just figure I'm going to, just going to do it again. And any influence in my life that, that that offense had, I don't want it to be a part of my life. I don't want it to affect me. I want to live in the kingdom as a son of the king, fully released in freedom as to what he's given me. And so I'm going to, I'm going to release forgiveness. I'm going to do it every day if, if necessary. Over and over and over again, you know Hebrews twelve and fifteen. This is a, this is another good scripture. Says this: See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God, and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. See when when offense gets in our hearts, what happens is it's 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 a seed, and I can either I can either let it grow or I can get rid of it right away when you clean something out right away you you brush off the seed before it gets to take root you know when you let it sit there a while you start thinking about it and dwelling on it and meditating on it uh, then it begins to take root and it's interesting it says let no bitter root defile many you know what it affects all your other relationships have you noticed that when you've got something going on in your life that you're just angry with someone else and you're beginning to have hatred in your heart towards them, you're beginning to like... I mean, it's weird. I mean, isn't it weird the feelings you sometimes have where you're just like, whoa, what is that? You're like... I remember I had a... One of the greatest examples of this in my life was my roommate in college. And uh, we, we got into something called roommate-itis, I think. <clears throat> Basically... We got to where we didn't enjoy living in the same room together. And so we began to nitpick at each other. We began to do this or that. You know, it's like he would say, come in and be all upset at me for playing my music too loud or too soft. Or why are you up late studying or blah, blah, blah. And I I started thinking some dirty thoughts about him. Now, did he ever do anything really bad to me? No. It's just stupid 18 year old in college stuff, you know, we just were, you know, he never physically assaulted me or he didn't, you know, I mean, he didn't cuss me out. I mean, he didn't do anything other than just this, we had this subtle, like passive aggressive situation going on. And so, I mean, the dude one time I threw, I threw some of my trash away in his trash can that he had in his closet. And, uh, I found that trash behind my desk later. Okay, that's that was the last straw for me. No. <laughs> but I mean, really, seriously, the first seed is just a little deal. Yeah. I mean, I look back at that, but you know what? I was consumed with hatred for this guy. I really hate. I really didn't. I really could not stand this guy anymore. And I had to come to a point. It was interesting, we went to a, we had a retreat. It was a Bible college, so we had uh, spiritual retreats every fall and every spring. And so the next, next retreat, uh, I had, we decided, without even saying anything, we decided that we weren't going to be roommates next year. Kind of like one of those unspoken things you don't even need to ask. Like, hey, are we rooming together next year, bro? No, <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> if we didn't. nobody even said anything. I knew, I knew he wasn't wanting to room with me, and I knew I didn't want to room with him. Uh, that was a you know thanks for that year but I'll remember that forever um, <clears throat> but I remember going to the spiritual retreat and we had pastor I remember pastor Ralph Torres got up there and uh, he's a pastor of Pasadena Four Square Church and this guy he was he was a a short guy about this high about this wide just loved God but he was he was in your face I mean he he did not sugarcoat anything I don't think the man had ever tasted sugar okay I mean, he did not know anything sweet. I mean, he was a loving man. Let me tell you, I don't want to say that. Now, but he was, you know, when he was preaching, uh, he he would get after you. And so he, he got up there. This is what he did. Um, he said, some of you need to forgive some people. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> and this was his message. He, start, he read all the scriptures on forgiveness in the Bible. For like 30 minutes. I mean he just read the Bible. He just read the Bible. He read the word of God. And he said let's pray. If you need to forgive someone. Right now I want you to forgive them. Now this doesn't always happen. And the reason I remember it. Is because it was so instantaneous. In my life. I made a decision to forgive my roommate. In that moment. Now what again the offense is ridiculous to even look at. I, I mean, when I look back, it's, it's even silly for me to tell you this. But what it grew into was nasty. What it, what it grew into was something that was the work of the enemy. It was the kingdom of darkness at work in my life. And in that moment, I said, I forgive this, this guy. And everything left in an instant. For whatever reason, God that time said the onion's going to go in one time. Sometimes God does it like that, and sometimes God says we're going to peel it layer by layer. Uh, he knows what's best, so we're going to we're going to trust Him. And so I want us just to to kind of close and just take some time. Can you play? Um, it's called "Endless Hallelujah." It's the last song on that Corey Asbury CD, sir. We're just going to take a little bit of time, just have some worship music. And this is kind of just you and God time. This is not time for us to pray with one another. This is just you and God. I don't know where you're at. And you may have something that you're like, no, oh, it's not that big of a deal. You know what? If it's not that big of a deal, just go ahead and take care of it. That way it doesn't turn into a big deal. Because a lot of times the things that don't get taken care of, they turn into a much bigger deal than they were meant to be or ever were. And so, I mean, that's how the enemy works, right? It's all, it's all smoke and mirrors. It's all lies. There, there's no real power there with the devil. Uh, he just has the, the ability to deceive and, and lie and confuse. That's, that's his work. And so he wants to turn that little thing into a big thing and consume your life. And Jesus is saying today, I'm giving you power. Now, you may have something else that's a little bit more serious. And I encourage you to take the first step. To say, I'm going to to choose today to say, I'm going to forgive that person. I don't know how. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't even feel like it. But I'm going to choose to do that. So, Father, right now, we just thank you, Holy Spirit, for just ministering to us. As we just take some time to talk to you. That you would speak to us if there's anyone we need to forgive today. That we we would hear your voice clearly. In Jesus' name. Father, we just thank you for... Your sweet presence, Lord. We just thank you that you don't you don't ask us to forgive in a vacuum. Lord, you're right there with us. Lord, you're right there with us. You've never abandoned us. We're never alone. We're not we're not just left as as orphans, God. We you've come to us. And so we thank you, God. I thank you for. Uh, freedom being released today, God, that the freedom of the kingdom of God, Lord, that we get to be free people, where we are so powerful in you, God, that we can we can lay down and we can let go, and we can we can forgive, we can be just like you, we can we can imitate you in this God, that you didn 't have a reason to forgive us, you did anyway, Lord, while we were yet sinners, uh, you didn 't wait for us to ask for forgiveness, God, you died for us before we asked, Lord, we thank you, Lord. Lord even if these people never ask us they, even if they never change even if they don't need to be in our lives it doesn't matter God we're going to say i'm I'm going to release them i'm I'm going to forgive them I'm going going to trust you Lord I'm going to trust you father and so we do we ask you to help us trust you more and more Lord that we can live free Lord we thank you for uh, your earnestness to speak to us, your gentleness, Lord, but yet your strength and your firmness, Lord, where you don't, you don't compromise and you don't pretend and uh, you, don't, you don't sugarcoat it, God. You just come to us and you speak the truth in love. And so we thank you for this truth in love, setting hearts free in the name of Jesus. I speak freedom over hearts in this room in Jesus' name. Thank you for your power that the kingdom is greater, that the kingdom of God is greater. Thank you, Jesus. We honor you today, O oh Lord. We honor you today. Thank you for helping us. Thank you for the grace of God. Lord, that we wouldn't fall short of the grace of God. Lord, we want to walk in the fullness of the grace of God. And We invite you to bless us with that in Jesus' name. Amen.